Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to r slash nuclear revenge, where this woman's message on a Facebook neighborhood group accidentally causes a divorce. Today I effed up by being a jerk on the internet and causing a stranger to get divorced. I'm cross-posting this from the subreddit today I effed up. I'm really not a mean person and I genuinely felt terrible for destroying a marriage, but the lovely users over there thought I should post here, though I didn't mean for the revenge to go to this level by any means. I don't even know if I meant for revenge at all, but here we are. So, I, a 42-year-old woman, effed up big time. Two weeks ago, on a random Thursday morning at like 1am, someone started shooting off fireworks in my neighborhood. I'd been having bouts of insomnia and was finally able to get to sleep, and I had to wake up at 4am for a meeting two hours away that I had to be at for 8am. I was fuming, and so were my dogs. I love fireworks, but I think there's a time and a place. Thursday morning at 1am is not it. I posted to the neighborhood Facebook group a few hours later during a coffee break about people that set off fireworks at 1am midweek. After I make the long drive home, I check my Facebook. Some guy comments that I can't sleep because I'm a fat pig. Now I'm chubby, but not sloppy fat. Plus, I just lost the equivalent of a fully grown male wombat or 54 North American gray squirrels, so I feel freaking awesome about myself. Now, this is where I may have really effed up. I respond to the guy, who was maybe mid to late 30s or very early 40s, about the same age group as me. I write in a comment beneath his, Listen, guy's name, I'm sorry I had to end things, but I just didn't have the same feelings. What you're saying now is just hurtful and mean. Please stop sending me messages and commenting on my Facebook posts. It's just a pathetic way to contact me. I told you a dozen times already. We are done. It's over. The following day, I had to get to the airport for an out-of-country vacation that had me getting up early and leaving early as heck. So I don't check my Facebook during all the craziness. Also because I'm only on it sparingly. I don't live on my phone. And when I am, I'm usually on Reddit or TikTok versus Facebook. I couldn't check my Facebook even if I wanted to. I was on a cruise and I'm not paying $25 a day for internet and the country we visited didn't really have the greatest Wi-Fi. Besides, I was having a blast leaving the chaos of the world behind. I signed back in on Monday night and frick. Apparently, people took my message seriously and they told his wife. She was freaking out at me, pleading for information. She sent me messages. Her and his friends were DMing me. He was DMing me. It was bad. The last message was the guy saying I'm a total C-word because I refuse to tell the truth and I just destroyed his life. I immediately messaged both him and his wife explaining what happened. I sent pics of me on vacation even. Timestamps. Apparently, he is a serial cheater and when I exposed our affair, another woman exposed her affair with the husband to the wife because she was jealous that he had yet another side chick. This was the straw that broke the camel's back because not only are there multiple affairs, but because he humiliated her with how public this was, especially me putting this in a Facebook neighborhood group. So 
There is my accidental pro revenge. Well, there we go. What a story to kick things off. I've got to say, although it was accidental, was it justified? 100% yes, in my opinion. Like, this guy is an absolute disgrace. I'm sorry. Not only because of his just online abuse. I mean, why is he calling you a fat pig on Facebook? Just ridiculous. But also because he is a serial cheater anyway. So although you probably didn't realize that when you said these things, ultimately, is it a bad thing that you kind of expose his cheating? I would say no. And if people realize that he is a cheater because of what you said, it doesn't matter if you're lying. You got to the truth. Like realistically, this probably would have ended in divorce, this relationship down the line at some point. It just seems pretty obvious that that was kind of a guarantee. So in doing this, in exposing this man, doesn't matter if it was accidental or not, you are saving, first of all, the woman that he is with, a lot of years probably of, of wasted time and then also the person that he's having an affair with anyway a lot of time because maybe she didn't know maybe she did know anyway and there's also a terrible person it's less about her i'd say and more about his wife saving her a lot of years because at least now she knows what's going on and can move on wow accidentally causing a divorce fair play now moving on to our second story of revenge boss from hell gets what she deserves i am a woman in my 30s and i've been a people pleaser to a fault my whole life i've been working in marketing for over 10 years and over the years i've had my fair share of bosses who were good average and some who sucked there is one in particular that stood out as awful this story is from about five years ago pamela in her 40s not her real name was the vp of marketing and sales for a mid-sized retailer she started at the company a few years after i did and if rumors were true she was the fourth pick for the position and was simply hired so the company could appease shareholders I was a manager under her and my whole job was to make sure the website and stores had their products merchandised properly received all their monthly sales materials managed advertising set up and managed the department's budget pm'd all department projects and operations created reporting to reflect sales managed presentations slash creative briefs for future projects etc in short i did her work and all the administrative grunt work to keep the department afloat I managed all of this because I had access to her email and many times sent emails on her behalf to keep the department functioning. Pamela spent most of her time showing up after 10am, taking business lunches and planning company parties. I don't even know why we did those, but I planned those too. I consistently questioned why she spent so much of our budget on these events when we didn't have the budget resources for any of it. Pamela told me to take from future months budgets to pay for the current months overspending. So at the start of every month, I had an original budget and by the end of the month, I had to turn in an edited budget, edited under Pamela's direction that made it look like Pamela's spending was under control. This is important for later. I definitely made mistakes here and there, being in charge of so many tasks and constantly found myself working 12 hour days, split between being in the office and working after my kid went to bed. Weekend work was also done before my family woke up and then after they went to bed, my word. During Pamela's first major holiday season, sales were awful. Pamela kept changing her mind on the visuals for the stores, kept bringing on new advertising and PR agencies to bring in sales. All these agencies consisted of her personal friends and ignored our buying and merchandise teams plan promotions for her own better ones. 
At this time, I'd been dealing with an ongoing infection that turned to sepsis and was hospitalized. The doctors and my husband said it was due to the stress of work and that I needed to take a break. As I recovered, I realized how much I was hurting myself, my family, and even the company I work for. Eventually, my old habits got to me and I got on my phone and checked mine and my boss's emails. What I found made my blood boil. First, I got a lovely bouquet of flowers from upper management wishing me well. And I knew that Pamela organized the delivery. She sent me her favorite flowers. I went to her inbox to put the receipt in the correct folder to send to accounting when I got back. And at the top of her inbox from the past three days were emails clearly not related to business. What I found in her emails was Pamela emailing her personal friends, grabbing about how I can't just shake off sepsis and get back to work. She also complained that she couldn't find any of my notes, spreadsheets, or documents for any of the work she was technically in charge of. They were on our share drive labeled very clearly. Finally, I found an email she sent a friend from a previous company asking for advice on how to bring in sales and save her job. In this long thread, this old colleague asked if there was anyone managing most of the work. And of course, Pamela said I was. This colleague explained that clearly it was my mismanagement that was causing issues and that I could be blamed if sales didn't pull through by the end of the season. Pamela mentioned that I was in hospital and repeated comments from her other email thread. This person said that she couldn't outright fire me because it could seem like retaliation as I needed to take emergency medical leave. But if Pamela could prove I was stealing from the company or misusing company resources, then she would have grounds to have me fired and then use me as a scapegoat. Upon my return, Pamela called me into her office and said she was worried I was taking on too much and wanted to take work off my plate. She announced that she was taking managing the department budget off my plate. She asked me to only drop off a small stack of invoices to accounting. Additionally, Pamela told me that under no circumstances was I allowed to talk to accounting about anything regarding budgets. Also, if I had any concerns about the department or workload, I wasn't allowed to go to HR. I had to discuss it directly with her. Oh, yeah, I could see where this was going. Unfortunately for Pamela, I built a rapport with Lois, who was our main accountant. Lois always said that she would do everything in her power to help me, should I ask. Knowing this, I grabbed the stack of invoices off Pamela's desk to give to accounting. I also added the email threads that I read while I was in the hospital and the current unedited budget that Pamela hadn't touched yet for the month. I also found in my filing cabinet the hard copies of old budgets with Pamela's handwriting on what numbers to change to balance our budget. Finally, I added an email from our first round of budget adjustments where Pamela subtly threatened to put someone else in my job if I couldn't do what she asked. So I walked and dropped off the invoices to accounting when I bumped into Lois. She brought up invoices and I sternly looked at her and said, Pamela is the only one in our department that Lois is allowed to talk to about our budget and invoices. Lois saw the suspiciously thick file folder on her desk, gave a firm nod and lovingly kicked me out of her office. Within the week, Pamela was fired. From what I understand, she's been continually job hopping for the past few years. The CEO and HR brought me in to personally apologize for everything I went through and gave me a paid one week vacation to take at my discretion. Given other issues with this business, I left after another year. Which brings me to today. I am once again a manager for sales and marketing. I have a wonderful boss, Mike, who trusts my business decisions and backs me up on practically everything. 
We're hiring for my team for me to solely manage and direct. Today, I looked through the applicants and found Pamela's resume sitting among dozens of others. I stared at her name, wondering how many other people share her name. Upon review, yep, it's her. She definitely fell down the corporate ladder with VP of our old company being the highest title she earned. And to no surprise, she embellished her achievements, claiming the work that I managed as her own and claimed that she generated an 87% sales growth during the holiday season at our previous company. As a people pleaser who firmly believes in giving everyone a chance, it has never been so satisfying to click disqualified. One thing that I will mention that maybe a lot of you are thinking right now is, wouldn't it have been better from OP's perspective, I guess more rewarding to have her walk into the interview room and you, OP, just be there, sat across the table, knowing full well this is the same Pamela and just seeing her reaction, knowing in that one moment that she is never ever going to get that job and is completely wasting her time. However, I will put up on screen right now what OP replied to that. To those suggesting that I interview her to see her reaction, I would have loved to see her face as she walked in, but I felt it would have risked my boss's trust in my decision-making ability. I understand that. I do understand that because, yeah, you don't want to kind of sacrifice or risk your own job while messing with Pamela as much as I'm sure you want to. However, couldn't you have just done the interview anyway and then just secretly said, no, I don't really like her? Although, again, yeah, thinking about it, you do risk Pamela saying, I know you, you know, it, it could potentially Put your job in jeopardy one last thing that op did say though is maybe i'll send a personally written rejection email that you definitely have to do it's it's without a doubt you just have to do it get it done hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Now for our final story of revenge in this episode. I left behind a dead man's switch in the company workflow when I sensed I was about to be bullied into quitting. I started working in logistics at a company that builds things. That was just as COVID was starting, actually. When I started, we were five people in the team, but one of the guys quit soon after. This is important because it was a very good insight into how my department operates when they don't need or want a certain someone around. They won't outright fire you, since then they have to pay you severance, but instead, they will bully you into quitting. I saw pretty much the whole package, excluding them from meetings and important events, putting them down in public, lecturing them, never noticing good work, but always making sure that everybody knows about work that is poorly done. Drowning someone in work and then berating them when they inevitably can't keep up. It was outright childish at times. I didn't register it at the time, but it was a really valuable lesson for later. I was put in charge of managing our overseas suppliers, among other things. About half of our material came from overseas, most of that from China. While it seems like a big task for someone new, it wasn't done out of malice. Genuinely, everyone believed we were going to get a guy in China for the Chinese supplies, then I'd be left with a handful of others. It seemed fair, but we never got that guy for China, and I was left with all overseas suppliers. Another important thing is that just in this project, the company had decided to change the workflow for overseas suppliers. 
This is because due to COVID, the price of shipping containers had exploded. To explain it as simply as possible, Previously, the suppliers were responsible for filling our containers and bringing them to the harbor. We were responsible for picking them up from the harbor and bringing them to us. However, due to demand and many other things, sometimes we just needed two or three pallets of parts where a dozen or more could fit inside a container. So we were shipping a lot of air. The new workflow would have the suppliers bring the parts to an external warehouse, one in the US, one in China. Then we would load them into containers to get the containers as full as possible and then bring them to the harbor and then into our plants. This way, we needed to rent far fewer containers. This complicated things because it erased the direct contact from us to the suppliers. And there was no official method of how we were going to keep in contact with suppliers, telling them how many parts we need, how to package them, if there were any changes requested, etc. During that time, I was left mostly alone to deal with it. And I set up a system with Excel. It was mostly manual, rather simple, but it worked well. It worked so well that one of the suits even chatted with me about it for a bit, since he wanted to make it a standard in future projects. And also, this is very important. I was the only person who actually knew all our overseas suppliers and their contacts. Some of you might be able to tell where this story is going already. So during that entire time, nobody had actually bothered to ask me to explain to them how my system worked and where I kept track of all the supplier contacts. All of this data was hidden on like slide 800 of some Excel file that I'd saved in a folder titled parts pictures, which was otherwise filled with pictures of parts. Now moving forward, as COVID began to die down, the department for whatever reason decided they didn't need me anymore. I have theories, but nothing certain, so I'll just leave it at that. I pretty much saw precisely the same thing go down as I'd seen with that one guy who had left shortly after I started. All the bullying. I thought to myself at first that if I pull through and keep doing a good job, and I believe I did a good job, they'd eventually cool down. But they didn't. After two months of that, I said screw it and decided to just sit out and endure until the Christmas bonus we get every year and then hand in my notice. And also, I just delayed teaching anyone how my system worked until I was gone. And that is pretty much how it happened. So for my own future employment, I actually lucked out. One of the local suppliers I was managing had a really chill guy as managing director. I gave him a call, explained that I was about to be unemployed, and I asked if they needed staff. He then called me into an interview. We talked about anime for an hour while his HR lady looked confused about what a attack on Titan was. And he told me I can come in the moment I'm done with my then or current job. So back on topic, a month into working at my new job, I got a call from my old job, the department manager. To his credit, he was always a reasonable guy. He told me in plain words that they have no idea where the frick to even start with the Chinese supplies. He then offered me my old job back with a very respectable pay increase. I explained that I already had a new job though. Two days later, I got another call where the same manager offered me many times my monthly salary just to come in for one week and instruct my old team in how my process functioned, introduce them to all the contacts, etc. I told him I refused because of the way I'd been treated by them when I worked there. He said that he understood and wished me luck at my new job and hung up. The reason I'm writing this story now? Well, this week, I randomly got in touch with some of the people in the transport department from my old job. They mentioned that in the now 10 months since I left, the logistics department racked up eight-figure losses due to wrong deliveries, over and under deliveries, 
outdated parts, some suppliers cancelling their contracts, and new suppliers needing to be sourced, etc. And all the blame for that fell on my old team. My new job is fine. It's not the best job, but I get to travel a lot and get nice bonuses for it. My boss isn't around much since he's married. I do sometimes regret not taking that offer for a week as an instructor. Yeah, you see that right there is how you know how we can all have it completely and utterly confirmed that OP was so badly treated. When you're offered a fee, a one-off fee for one week of work that is like, I don't know how many times a monthly salary or your monthly salary that you used to have there and you still don't take it, that just shows how badly you must have been treated to say, you know what, I don't even care about any money at this point. I refuse to help out my ex-company in any way, shape or form, even if it's for millions and millions of dollars. I mean, yeah, probably now you're looking back and thinking, I could have done with that money. It was quite a lot for just a week of work, telling people things that I already knew, but you know what? Principle is principle. And honestly, I kind of rate it. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm not sure I could have done the same if I was offered that much money just to do something that was that simple. Even if I hated everything about a company, oh, I'd be tempted, but... Yeah, honestly, once again, I have to say, fair play to you for not doing it. And good revenge. You didn't even really do anything necessarily. You just refused to take loads of money and ended up costing them eight figures. I mean, that is insane. That could be $99 million. Who knows? And you know what you guys have to do right now? Subscribe to my channel. If you haven't done so already, why haven't you? Click the subscribe button. Click the follow button if you're on a podcast platform and turn notifications on so you get notified whenever I post some more Reddit stories. Coming at you daily, but getting consistent now, my friends, not missing a single day. So you have Reddit stories each and every day of the week. I'm here for you guys. Notifications on, and I'll see you tomorrow. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store, Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.